Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I am one of your hosts, Barry Johnston, and with me as always is my friend, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? Hello, uh, Weirdsville. Hello, Barry. I am I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. Uh, how about you? doing well uh this is um this is a monday as we're recording and uh hurricane ida has absolutely been destroying uh parts of uh our gulf region and um just thinking about those people you know i I woke up this morning and i was watching some of the footage Mm. i mean you know like freaking roofs being ripped off of uh businesses and houses and trees mm-hmm. getting ripped out of you know by the roots and oh yeah i mean 150 plus mile an hour winds it's like i would rather i'm sorry but uh i'll take a tornado any day of the week man you know uh did you ever live through any hurricanes when you were down there in Florida? Yeah, but they weren't like we didn't get there weren't they weren't that big. You know, they mm. were like uh they were they were you know, I never saw any real real crazy damage. Right. Um as you know, I lived what I lived in North Carolina for quite a while and um I was there. The first one I experienced was, I think it was in, I was living in Raleigh, so it was, I think it was probably 1998. Okay. And, um, like, everybody was, like, you know, kind of like, oh, it's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. And um, where I was, you know, I mean, and even in Raleigh, which is, you know, uh, quite a ways inland um, from the coast, people were very concerned and everything. And so the first one I went through, I was a little nervous and I was everything, but then it was just a lot of wind and a lot of rain. Right. And it didn't really, didn't get too bad. It didn't get too bad. And I'm like, man, her, you know, hurricanes, that's what, that's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. You know, tornadoes are much more dangerous. Right. You know, they're, you you know, see, they don't have a path. You know, right. they go where they want to go, and they're unpredictable uh, as anything. Um, but then, about a year later, um, in 1999, when I had moved uh, to Greenville, North Carolina, to go to ECU, mm-hmm. um, Hurricane Hurricane Floyd came in, and man, that was a whole other story. It was a lot of wind and a lot of rain still. But it dumped so much rain, and there was so much flooding. Yeah, and like we were without, we were without power for I want to say a day or two. Mm-hmm. And I was in college, and yeah. 
I was, you know, uh, in art school. So I was, I would, you know, I had art supplies and I had, um, I worked at the record store. So I had, you know, music. Plenty of music. Had, yeah. Yeah. And everything and movies, everything to entertain myself. Um, but I had hardly any food mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in, in my pantry yeah, yeah. or in my refrigerator. Right. Um, and so, like, I remember the, so, like, we were without power. And the first day I went and tried to find a place to, uh, that I could get, um, you know, like food from. Mm-hmm. And of course, nobody had, there was no places open because nobody had power. But the, I found this pizza place. Um, I think it was called Gumby's Pizza. And they had a wood fire oven. So I was able to go there. Oh, perfect. And get, uh, a pizza, but I waited like three hours for this pizza. And oh. of course I, you know, and I had a debit card. I didn't have cash because I didn't think about, again, you know, I just wasn't prepared. Yeah. I didn't think about right having money and all of that stuff. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was good. It was a good pizza. And, uh, we, Greenville was flooded all around. There was one way to get out of town, and that was, and that went to Raleigh, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't go to um, to my mom's. Um, I couldn't, you know, go. I was stuck in Greenville, basically. Right. And we were out of school for like two weeks because wow. there was just so much, dude. And at one point, they were talking about, um, you know, canceling the sem- that semester. Mm. Uh, we eventually we didn't. We went back in, but yeah, man, Shit, man, like. It was just, you know, a lot of times it's the wind that uh, on the coast for sure. It's the wind that gets all the damage, but yeah. um, more further you go inland, yeah, it's water, it's, man. It's the water, it's all yeah. that. that so they, yeah, they said with Ida, it's, it's it was it was stronger than Katrina, but smaller. And they wow. said that the storm surge that brought so much water in it made the Mississippi River flow backwards, dude. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's wild. Crazy, That's wild. man. So, yeah, hearts go out to you guys out there Absolutely. in that region. You know, we've yeah. got friends out there. A few of them we've had on the on the podcast. And uh, we're thinking of you guys and um, hoping the best for you. I think, you know, one thing that last year kind of um, solidified for my family is um, preparation a little bit. Uh, and, you know, not to get... not. Not that we're preppers by any means, but it does make you realize well, you need some supplies just in case yep. shit gets bad. Yep. And um, so, you know, I hope hope people have some uh, some things that in their cupboard um, that they're able to kind of survive on because it sounds like they're going to need it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure they're more they're more used to it, so I'm sure they, that they've got stuff down. And yeah. Like, yeah, that's one thing. Like I've. Re- uh, adjusted to uh, here is uh, we don't really get terribly bad winters because mm-hmm. we're you know I'm in the southern part of yeah. Ohio and it's down in a valley so you know that kind of the river valley kind of helps to keep it a little bit warmer than other places but yeah um, there have been days where we've been I've been snowed in and you know I want to make sure uh, that I've got uh, you know that I've got batteries yeah. you know for my phone and for and like my you know everything that needs and also um you know food that is easily made and you know so yeah just blizzard preparation so and i think that's just as of course obviously as you get older you start to think more about stuff like that yeah um you know not you're as opposed to you know when i was younger it was like you know um 
uh, okay, how many how many beers do I have in the fridge? Right. How many Dr. Yeah. Peppers do I have yeah. in the fridge? Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. how many cans of SpaghettiOs do you, right. can I, you know, go through? Yeah. And uh, which, yeah, I had I had probably a good three or four cans of SpaghettiOs, but no power. So, right, right. Is, and that right. was the weirdest part, man. Yeah. Existing, um, you know, and no power for yeah. a few days. Yeah. And it was just, you know. You forget how much you rely on that stuff until yep. you're in it. It's, you know, that's a yep. thing. Yep. You know, but yep. uh, speaking of preparing, uh, there's no way to possibly prepare for the amazing show that we have in store for you. Absolutely. And this is a good one, I think, to kick off uh, our what is what will be our fourth year. Amazing. Of doing the show, which is just wild and weird and on its own. Um, but we got it. We it's a, this comes out on a Tuesday, so we got a two for Tuesday for you. Beautiful. Um, and I don't mean t- t- you know two Led Zeppelin tracks, um, <laughs> but we've got two stories from two guests um, to share. And uh, our first guest is going to be Andrew, and Andrew has one of the cooler stories that we've heard in a long time, yeah. and uh, d- and different from a lot of other stories and it's um it's it's a thing that happened to him when he was in uh the deserts of israel yeah and it's it's pretty cool yeah it is good and he's gonna be coming up first and then we will have uh as our second guest um is our our good friend bobby who is the uh, resident uh, Reddit weirdo and uh, a special correspondent. Although we're we're thinking about giving her an upgrade, um, but yeah, Bobby's got a cool story, interesting story that um, well, well, you just have to hear <laughs> without giving too much away. That's right. All right. Well, so let's crack on it and um, get to Andrew. Andrew. Thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Thanks for having me. Um, all right. So in I, I'm a kid from California, grew up, born, raised there, all that good stuff. Um, and like many young Jewish kids uh, around 13, 14, 15, I went to Israel to visit and, you know, check out a bunch of stuff. I was never really a religious person or even a superstitious person. Not like, you know, I I thought, ooh, cool, macabre stuff, but uh, never like, oh, I need to not tick off the ghosts here type thing. (laughs) Right, right. but going to Israel was this big cultural thing. And so me and a bunch of other 15-year-olds flew out there and got a tour of the majority of this country the size of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, got to see things like the Wailing Wall. Got to see, you know, uh, hang out with some Druze, uh, hang, up, hang out with some Bedouins. Uh, got to meet a bunch of other different cultures, hang out in kibbutz. Um, but there was a lot of hiking. Uh, there was a lot of uh, sweating. And there was schnitzel for food, like pretty much every meal. Either, it was either schnitzel or falafel. So a lot of kids lost a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> 
one day we went to the Negev, which is the desert outside of the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. And as part of this experience, we were going to, you know, camp out on the stars. Everybody was warned, watch out for scorpions and tarantulas in your shoes and stuff like that. So we were all terrified and whatnot. Um, but like most days, we had already been hiking a bit in hot buses and just, you know, tired and, and possibly dehydrated. For this experience, they also had us walk out uh, along this path and they would drop one kid off here, walk a little bit so that everybody was out of earshot, out of eyesight, uh, drop off another kid and keep repeating until there was no more kids so that they could experience nature and the desert of Is- deserts of Israel out under the stars. Um, from my- Here's where things kind of got weird. Um, from my perspective, what I'm about to describe took place over a period of like 10 minutes from my perspective. Okay. So I get put on the side of this pathway. There's a couple of hills and some really, really rocky terrain. And so I kind of walk over to this little cropping that looks like a fun place to sit because you know tired and want to want to just kind of relax and take it all in um as soon as i walk up to the place uh there seems to be a figure that i didn't notice before and from my perspective it looked like a skeleton in a hooded shroud reading a a book that seemed to be the torah well yeah uh at the again in this time and place it didn't seem weird it didn't seem strange so i just kind of sat down next to this figure and looked at the hillside across from me again totally rocky totally uh just a mountain uh type thing and out of the mountain this rock face literally started showing different faces coming out of the mountain and these different patterns and shadows formed faces that were talking and moving. And while I was trying to figure out what they were saying and what was going on, I started hearing my name called. Uh, I turned to look back to the path and there are two, three of the guides walking up and down the path, shining lights, calling my name. Uh, so I get up and start walking towards them. According to them, I had been gone. I, I had been missing for about two and a half hours. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, my rational mind thinks, oh, I was uber dehydrated and probably fell asleep or just, you know, had a bonkers lack of food, lack of water induced hallucination. Um, but several of the tour guides got really excited about this. And instead of getting angry for a kid for wandering off the path, they're like, you had a vision and blah, blah. So, yeah. Wow, man. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot. So, so did you, what time of day was it whenever you, um, whenever this started for you? Was it, this was, so this started like at night, this was after dinner, which was a light very salty soup um, with maybe a couple noodles in it. Uh, and so I'm thinking like 
somewhere around eight to nine okay. uh, was when it started. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I didn't get back to camp uh, but, but until everybody else was already in their sleeping bags. Okay. What wow. have you? Wow. So the so the first thing that you saw was basically um, what you described is kind of like the um, the Grim Reaper reading the Torah. Yeah, but like uh, you know that the the from what I could remember, and I ha- I was journaling back then, so I have drawings of this stuff. Uh, it looked like uh, somebody who was really happy to see me because wow. you know the skulls grin. Um, but again, it, it at the time in my dehydrated or whatever state, uh, I um, I. It seemed perfectly normal to sit next to a smiling skeleton reading the Torah. Right, right. At that, night in the deserts of Israel. That is so interesting and wild. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, you know, oftentimes in religion, um, fasting is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that the reason why fasting is a thing is because if you've ever fasted before, not even if you're not really a spiritual type of a person, something happens to the body and the mind that is almost hallucinogenic, I guess, in a way. You know, where you're 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 lacking the nutrition that your body usually has and your brain is trying to figure that out and the way that you described if you you know were lacking water or or you're tired or something like that and being in the area that you are with so much history mm-hmm. um i mean i think that the the fact that your guides think that you had a uh, a spiritual vision or something like that i mean that that's uh i don't think that's too far off track i think that's pretty interesting Again, I am open to that possibility, but the rational side of me is like, oh, I had a fugue state, or I somnambulated, or, you know, dear Lord, I should have been drinking way more water, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, Um, right. I'm not discounting that at all. I'm I'm just saying that uh, whatever happened, it was was real to you at that moment, you know, so. um, And obviously impactful, because you've carried that with you that you know until now because i mean well regardless of you know whether it was you were hanging out with uh this the grim reaper or some kind of spirits (laughs) or yeah whatever whatever you're seeing if you if if it was a vision or hallucination it's still you know that's it stuck with you Uh, but i mean from how vividly you described it and you journaled about it, you know, I mean, I, why wouldn't why wouldn't that have stuck with you? Right. Yeah, it, I will say that, like, I can. There are times when I remember that, uh, remember that experience, and I'm like back there. I am, <clears throat> I am feeling the warm night air and the random cool breezes that kind kind of would come by i remember the twinkling of the stars and more stars than i've i've ever seen mm-hmm. at that point sure. um and you know all of it is just a little it, it's both overwhelming and calming at the same time mm-hmm. and then you turn around and you got a smiling buddy you know? <laughs> right 
Did did anything like that ever happen since then? No. Really? Absolutely not. I have not had any other experience similar to that. Did anyone else that you were on the trip with have anything similar to that happen? Not that not that I can recall. Yeah. Um you know, most kids uh you know there was instances of kids partying on a boat that was in I forget which uh, body of water. Um, for that portion, I actually fell asleep on the boat ride and woke up where you know the counselors were, had all of the kids, you know, in a circle because somebody had brought alcohol on board. Oh yeah, and um, <laughs> so not quite a religious experience, but right. definitely waking up at the wrong time in the yeah. wrong place. Right. Yeah. Um, D- different kind of spirits visiting oh, yeah. that. <laughs> Very true. Very that's, true. That's um, but yeah, no, I had not heard of any other religious or supernatural experiences from other uh, participants. Right. With the, so with the faces in, and the things coming out of the cliff, um, like what, what did, were they familiar faces or were they just kind of like cartoony or, I mean, not like, you know, zany cartoony, but you know, more animated looking or, you know, what, how, what did, tell me more. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm closing my eyes right now, trying to go back there and picture it. There weren't, they weren't cartoonish. They were more like, they were more like statues or busts that were okay. living. Mm-hmm. They were okay. more realistic, but you couldn't really see details like, you know, you. It, it, it was generic faces. Right. Um, there were one or two that were definitely like generic old person face and generic mm-hmm. woman face, generic young child face. But it was just this oscillating pattern of faces mouthing words that I couldn't understand. Yeah. Did you uh, did you enjoy your trip? I mean, is that is that? <laughs> Is that is that a part? Because considering that a guy, because it sounds like you and and me were might have been similar in that, like, because I grew up in a very uh, religious household, um, but I never like I believed because I felt like I needed to believe. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if going on a trip like that, I would be necessarily looking forward to it at that age. But is that something that you enjoyed, or what was your takeaway from that? So my family is secular. Like they're not they they will go to shul on high holidays maybe. Basically right, like right. Yeah. like going to to church on Christmas and Easter, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um so I um I was involved with like Jewish youth groups and stuff like that. So it was always always more cultural and more like community oriented sure. than the religious side. Um I will say that in college, I dove a little bit deeper into some of this and took some electives like Jewish mysticism and stuff like that, which was crazy that they offered at my school. Um, but it sounds like that would have been really cool. Oh, uh, class, cool. though. Oh, yeah. The Boston University had some really interesting electives that you could take um, and a lot of really boring standard ones that you could were kind of forced to take. Right. Um, <laughs> but. But like to back to your original question, did I enjoy the trip? I was looking forward to it because I love 
traveling. Um, I loved experiencing new stuff. Um, I was I enjoyed the trip overall. Uh, I met a lot of interesting people, had a lot of great experiences, um, like you know what I've already described. Um, one experience I definitely would recommend to anybody going there is to tour the um, tunnels under Jerusalem. There's yeah. these. You've been there, and no, there. I've never. But I've seen, you know, I've seen some stuff from there. But so, like for listeners, this is you know, uh, escape tunnels and aqueducts. So it's like delivering water uh, throughout the city, uh, and you can walk through it. You can tour it. And when we went, it was this group of kids, uh, and in front and in back of us were other tours, including. Uh, unfortunately, an older lady who wasn't associated with us who had a panic attack and a claustrophobia attack in the middle of this tour. So we were stuck in mid-section uh, deep water in the dark. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that um, sounds horrible. I mean, yeah, but it was also like, okay, this is a this is a this is a story I can tell later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, the, and, you know, there was also some stuff, like, uh, political stuff that I don't need to get too into on a podcast about weird stories uh, that stuck with me, too, from there uh, as sure. well. Yeah, but, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I was just curious, because I've heard uh, people go over there and um, and talk about uh, how much they enjoyed it. I just, I didn't know if, if that was, you know, not, not being a, a super religious person, um I don't know if that's something that I would enjoy doing or not, but uh, <laughs> I hear cool stories. So, and with like I said, with all the history there, and and the, yeah. just the melding of all the different religious people that make pilgrimages there, I think it's definitely a, an interesting place to visit. I would imagine. Well, I, yeah, it's definitely a lovely place to visit. It's very, it, it's definitely an interesting place to visit. Uh, and this experience made me go down a little bit of a rabbit hole looking up uh, something known as the Jerusalem Syndrome. Are you familiar with this? Huh. So the Jerusalem Syndrome is uh, basically the concept that there's this mental phenomena that people who go to Israel – uh, in some st- statistically significant number, a non-zero number, uh, go there and get so inspired that they believe that they are a prophet or they believe that they are a reincarnation of Jesus. Okay. And it has this term called Jerusalem syndrome. And I'm like, did I, is this connected or, or is this a one-off or, or like, is this just something that happens when you go to Israel? You possibly see some weird stuff that makes you question reality. What what's going on? Right. So wow, I never heard of that, <laughs> but it makes sense. But you know, the thing is too is like if you have that many people that are descending on a place for a specific purpose, it would make sense that you're. Some people may be misconstruing some of the. Uh, for lack of a better term, maybe the energy and the focus that that there, you know, that is there. Maybe you know, if you go to New York City, say, right, you go there. It's your first time you've ever been there. You can feel there's a palpable energy that is there that you just can't you can't explain to somebody unless they've been there. I would imagine it's kind of the same thing true there, where it's like yeah. 
people with certain you know religious spiritual intentions are going there for that purpose so that it's already going to be sort of this heightened um you know i don't know uh hyper aware sort of religious thing going on um that it makes sense that um that that would be a thing that people would uh, come out of there thinking, "Oh my God, I've seen, I've seen God, I've seen Jesus, or whatever." Um, or even I am Jesus. Or I am Jesus, or, right? Know, yeah, yeah. It, it's most, it's most definitely the the latter part. Like I have spoken to God, or I am a prophet, that sort of thing. And like we're talking like fifty to a hundred people a year. Yeah, that, that get this right. Uh, but uh, but maybe something similar happens in New York. Like you go to New York and. You instantly believe you're a Giuliani. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Broadway star. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, hey, man, that was a great story. Fantastic. Uh, glad to share. Um, you know, glad y'all uh, found it interesting. Um, and uh, yeah. Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. How did you hear about us, by uh, by the way? Uh, the podcasting group on Facebook. Cool. Very good. Yeah, we've Which, got a we've got a couple of uh, of guests from there, right, Adam? Yeah. yeah. Which. I, I should be. I, I would not be listening to my own marketing uh, team if I uh, didn't mention the fact that I also am on not one but two podcasts. All right. Oh. Well, hey. Uh, um, yeah. Let's talk about those. Yeah. Well, okay. Give you time to plug those. That's no problem at all. We love doing that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, one of the podcasts is called Ocean Science Radio. It is relatively self-explanatory. We cover the latest, greatest, and sometimes deepest stories in the ocean. Um, one of my favorite episodes was getting to play with this um, underwater semi-autonomous robot that is anthropomorphic and built out of Stanford. So literally wow. this thing has a face, has eyes, has hands, and it uses haptic sensors. So when it touches something, you feel it. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That is uh, very cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and there's all sorts of stories like that on there too. Um, but the other one is a live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast that is run by and hosted by all edited by ocean science and marine biologists. So <laughs> there, there's a bunch of it's called dugongs and sea dragons. Okay. And uh, we it's kind of hilarious and ridiculous. I 
play two characters on it, depending on when this episode releases, because in D&D, characters come and go all the time. One of them is Marmo, the halfling bard, who where the bard's powers are all lawyer-based. Okay. So <laughs> instead of, instead of uh, counterspell, it's objection. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. That's uh, hilarious. And the other one is a flamboyant uh, elven pirate. Because that's the character the DM was like, here, play this. Um, but yeah, we throw in science into the D&D gameplay and actually have a study that we're working on that should be coming out relatively soon. The findings of um, about people listening to this sort of stuff and how much science actually gets transmitted. Like how, how much do they actually learn? That's cool, man. Well, I, cool. I know that... Uh, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I get something different from each one. And uh, we always are encouraging people to go out and check out uh, other people's podcasts because there's just a huge world of people out there. If there's any specific thing you're into, I can guarantee you there's a podcast about it. Yeah. You know, definitely. Um, so are you a uh, ocean scientist? Is that what you do? Or you, is this just an elaborate hobby that you've uh, stuck with? More of an elaborate hobby, actually. Oh. I, uh, I do communications and marketing. That's my, my profession. And included in that is like uh, political, public relations. Um, but some of that is, you know, after I – sorry, not great audio uh <laughs> the weird circuit circuitous journey to that um was i at one point was working for google helping them with their community management and development for this application known as MapMaker, which was under the geo team i met the then leader of the google oceans program and met all of her partners and started consulting for all of them and then just kind of fell into this amazing world of ocean science and science communication. That's cool, man. That right? is very cool. That's yeah. uh, the the ocean and the and the aliens that live in our ocean. I don't mean the ones in the UFOs. I mean <laughs> I mean the strange creatures that live in the ocean are fascinating, man. It's really um a cool cool world that we know very little about. So Oh, you're telling me uh, one of the reoccurring series that we do on the podcast, uh, Ocean Science Radio, is called Ocean Lovin'. So around, uh, you know, February uh, for Valentine's Day, we highlight specifically sex in the sea. So how different species get it on yeah, or don't. Nice. Yeah. And there's like some weird, weird stories like uh, lobsters pee on each other to 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 like get used to each other's scents so that they can you know what have you and then after that wow. when the female molts to actually accept the the uh, male sperm uh she is super defense she's super sensitive can get attacked and her carapace is gone right so she doesn't have her defenses right and apparently what the male lobster will do is like cradle the uh, female more susceptible weak lobster in its arms and protect her. Wow. Wow. Oh, I, yeah. I never so, knew that. Oh yeah. There's all sorts of weird, interesting, cool stories about that. That's awesome, man. Well, anybody interested, uh, please go check out those podcasts and, um, you know, 
definitely uh if you have any other weird stories man you're welcome to come back anytime i appreciate that um yeah if anything i'm not sure any are going to be as weird as uh the one that i just told but sure. i've got a, i got a few up my sleeve cool uh, <laughs> cool man <laughs> Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. Andrew, thank you for sharing those really cool Really, really cool stories. It's hard to explain. Is it? Was it a vision? Yeah. Uh, was it a supernatural event? Does one exclude the other? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, that that part of the world too is is such an interesting part of the world. And oh yeah, to be there and experiencing that that he was experiencing. Those types of stories go back millennia in that part yep. of the world, and so. It's cool, too, that, you know, he's like, he's not totally sold on that idea, you know, mm-hmm. but but he did experience it. And uh, yeah. so that adds some levity to the story. So, yeah, yep. really cool stuff. Thank you again, Andrew. You were uh, a great guest. We appreciate you yep. taking time out to uh, to uh, hang out with us. And yep. uh, which leads us into our next guest, Miss Bobby. And she's got a weird one. Yeah. Bobby called me a couple of months ago, and well, she's actually she sent me a couple of um, audio messages, um, and uh, I kept those. And I was like, "Well, we've got to talk about these." Yeah. So we'll be put. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll play those as well. But uh, well, you'll you'll hear them, and then we will have our discussion. And then, of course, uh, as always, when our good friend Bobby. Uh, is on the show we we wander off onto tangents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna happen so get ready just for gonna it happen. yeah but uh joining us today is uh our good friend uh and special correspondent and res- resident um social media expert uh we're gonna kick you up a notch yeah so um, not just reddit <laughs> not just re- not just our Reddit weirdo, our whole social media weirdo. Um, but uh, it's Bobby. Bobby's back, and um, Bobby 
called me a couple of months ago and left me um, some voicemail. And uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to play it, and then we're going to talk about it. And uh, it's, it's interesting. It's weird. And so um, I guess I'm going to play it, and then I'll ask you, you know. Yeah, that's a good the idea. secret. The secret code. All right. So here we go. So I think I saw someone in my house. Um, scared the shit out of me just now. Uh, I had like just gotten out of the shower, so I wasn't like, you know, um, clothed. And I had like just come out earlier to make sure that there was no one in the house and that everybody was gone. They're gone. Um, but I walked back out into the living room and I saw someone in a red shirt, like just a little bit shorter than me. And I screamed and I was like, holy shit, because I thought it was my son. Um, and I was like, like, you know, embarrassed because I didn't have any fucking clothes on. Um, and so I like yelled for him and I was like, stay out there. Sorry, just a sec. And then I walked back out. There was nobody in the house. So. Could be nothing, but this has happened before, so I don't know. So, Bobby, what's your weird story? I'm so glad you played that because I realized that my memory is so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) In my my memory, um, it was a gray shirt, so it's really funny, like, how, how, like, much our memory can kind of warp over time. yeah. And we just like rebuild our memory. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm going to continue doing that so that I don't forget these. But, um, and it, it was really close. That's so, yeah, you heard it. That happened. Like that's what, <laughs> that, that's basically what happened. But, um, the weirdest part to me is how close they were. Like it was like, um, it was right here and I don't know if you can, it's a mess, but okay. I have this this opens up here. I came around the corner right here and like did this because I thought I was about to bump into someone. Wow. wow. And so like, yeah, that's part, a part that I didn't share, but that's, that was the creepiest part to me. Um, I like got spooked and like stepped back and screamed because I thought I was bumping into someone. Like it, it was wild. And they were, they came to about my chin. Okay. Which is actually shorter than cash. So obviously it wasn't him, but that's where my, head went like you know duh this is my son probably that would that's that's under five foot tall because what you're probably what like four eleven you're four eleven right so 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 this is child size yeah that's a tiny person okay yeah or whatever yeah um i don't remember a lot of features i just remember the the like from basically from like shoulders to hip i guess um, but yeah, it was really creepy. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't know I, the, what kind of is the, is really funny about it to me is that, yeah, it, it spooked me and it like freaked me out. But as soon as I left you that message after that, I was kind of done and I, I didn't really keep thinking about it. It didn't like terrify me. And I, I'm wondering if I'm just getting used to that kind of thing happening or i'm just desensitized from wow. this past year and i'm like well anything could happen 
<laughs> when I heard when I heard that, I thought that maybe you saw it at afar, like it was something that you mm-hmm. caught out of the side of your eye or something that was a little bit away. But now knowing that you were really close to it adds another layer of weirdness to it. Yeah, like less than an inch. I mean, really, wow. I was about to bump into it. Wow. Um, or him. It's a yeah. It you know felt like a him, but uh yeah. I don't. It it really just. And I had actually forgotten a lot about it until um, Adam said something. Just kind of forgot about it entirely. That's funny. Now, did yeah. you, you said you see that before? You've seen something like that before? Yeah. Um, but what I saw before looked like someone I... Well, oh my God, there you go. Okay, so <laughs> it looks like someone I know. and I, But not the same person. So In the I same area? In the same... No, different different house. Oh. Um, this was, uh, I was streaming when this happened, so it was live, and, like, I I said hi to them, and I, then they weren't there, so they just disappeared. So, um, when it, and recently, I thought that maybe it was at the time that it was my alcoholism, because I've heard that when you drink a lot, um, you can hallucinate and mm-hmm. with ri- withdrawals, you can hallucinate, but I've been sober for so long that I know that's not it. Yeah. That was, I was just, you know, kind of trying to rationalize it, but yeah. Um, that time it was pretty far away. It was on the, it was a good, you know, six or seven feet away okay. when I first had it happen. Um, but this time, yeah, I, I just, Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I And I really don't know what to make of it. I haven't Googled it. I haven't. Like I said, I just kind of forgot about it. Um, any sound no Any sound at all that happened at the same time, or is it just the figure you saw? There was sound, um, but I don't, it, not distinct. I it, it just like sound, the sound of another person being in there with you, you know? Right. Like a creak or something like that on the floor. Yeah. Nothing like they weren't talking or squeaking at me or anything. Wow. And they were completely solid, right? Yes. Solid. Yeah. But fast. So they weren't. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so not a, not a streak or something. Mm-mm. No. Okay. No person. Okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> Our body at least, like <laughs> shoulders, sure. you know. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's and now I see I'm alone today, so now I'm. It's gonna be a fun rest of my day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be recording in my like dark. <laughs> Have you had other uh, any other weird things happen where you're at now, other than this? Uh, no, not that weird. Um, I've actually felt fairly uh, safe here. Um, I've definitely lived in homes and apartments where it was just like constant. Yeah. Um, but not here. I've been pretty pretty good here the only uh really spooky moment was that time i i think it was i and i'm having a hard time remembering this clearly too but my phone the alarm went off or something and i looked at it and it was static like tv static okay you know like you know yeah um and which makes no sense um i think i told you about that too adam but it was a while ago um I, uh, my alarm went off, I freaked out, I picked up my phone, um, and my phone was complete static, uh, like the gray, you know, uh, bad station static, yeah. and I couldn't shut it off, um, and then it just went away, 
And I thought I was dreaming for a second, but I was awake. And that was the night that I was doing that weird frequency stuff, trying to contact aliens. Oh, shit. Now, Uh. wait a minute. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There could be, I think, maybe connections. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, frequency, static. Yeah. Um, So there is an app, and I deleted it off my phone very quickly (laughs) after that. Um, But uh, there's an app that you can use with this guy who's, like, involved with the government. He did this with Demi Lovato pretty recently. Okay. Um, I can't stand her, but he... I can't either. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Golly, man. (laughs) I don't don't even... I'm indifferent, so... You're you're lucky. Yeah, you're lucky, man. (laughs) Uh, You know. Um, But uh, he, he says that, like, you know, they're they're there. These beings, whatever they are, they're there, and, and it, they'll talk to you if you want to talk to them, and they'll they'll meet with you. Um, he said they're like very uh, perceptive, so they can tell if you have like shitty intentions, and you know they'll appear if you want them to. So I figured it was worth a try um, because everything is. Why not? And, it's like yeah. the alien version <laughs> yeah. of the Ouija board. Exactly. <laughs> Give it a shot, man. Not but, me, but you. Yeah. This makes more sense to me because because uh, I'm I love um, I love Tesla like not the company but yeah. you know yeah the guy yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I I love listening to his interviews and the the way he talks about frequency is so fascinating to me and it's the closest thing that I've ever felt like hit spirituality or god on the head like in a way that that just feels really real to me yeah um and you know he's he talks about that uh that particle the numbers 369 and um the the frequencies that uh kill cancer i think i i talked to you guys about that before but um there's this one specific frequency that's supposed to make you um feel like really serene and it it's whatever but yeah um that's why I was interested in this guy and what he was saying, because he said that you can reach them through frequencies and that we're all light and vibrations and um, right. they are too. So if we want to communicate, that's the way to do it. Um, so I played these frequencies on my phone um, and they actually sound pretty cheesy, like what you would expect an alien frequency to sound <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I got really fucking spooked like and i've done this before and didn't get spooked but this time this night i just had this like feeling of absolute dread come over me and i was like i have to fucking go to bed and i i can't be here anymore like i was too close to my windows i was like i can't be here anymore yeah so i got as far away as i could from windows got under like um a i have a you know those weighted blankets yeah i guess i feel like it will keep me attached to my bed and i won't get like resurrected (laughs) sure um yeah and that that's the night that it happened i thought i thought like at first that i fell asleep and it was a dream and maybe I was just like subconsciously, you know, trying to work it out or scared, but I was fucking awake. I never felt. How does that work? Are you just you just playing the frequency and just like, just like allowed, like for the aliens like, to listen to, and then and then I think uh, they look for it. Okay. Like, that, 
they like they can hear this frequency they look for it and they um only if they have the app as well yes they also have to have the app (laughs) um and you can't be connected to the same wi-fi because it'll fuck it up (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah it's you just play it and like Apparently, you also have to, you know, kind of meditate and okay. think about it. That's what I was wondering is if you're meditating, you're putting out a thought into the yeah. universe. Got yeah. you. Okay, okay. Yep. But yeah, yeah. whatever it was that I found, if I found anything, either they have a really fucking funny sense of humor and they were like, oh, this chick, it's going to be easy to scare her. <laughs> <laughs> so, or it was not good, and I don't want to try anymore. Maybe, um, maybe their maybe their receiver had the banana ears, and you had to put the foil on it, <laughs> and they weren't picking up your what you were putting out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I fucked it up. Somehow. <laughs> um, that's so, awesome. Well, first of all, that's fucking awesome that you did that, though. I fucking I give you like. <laughs> Some praise for that. Thank you. It's awesome. I, I am I'm definitely a queen at self destruction. That's cool, man. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Hey Um it's cool though. Because I'm thinking of it, did you see there's a documentary out and I can't remember the name of it, but about a guy who does that where he's like since the seventies he's been building these uh computers and things that he shoots frequencies into outer space and listen is he the one who had the particle accelerator in his garage i think so maybe he like built one these fucking things are dude these fucking machines are insane looking yeah and he's been doing it forever Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I the wildest thing about that is that you can even just like build a particle accelerator and right. put it in your garage. Like yeah. I know his neighbors were real pissed off about it. I'm sure. Obviously. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but uh he was yeah, smart enough to do it. Yep. And um yeah, he's he's cool. I think I, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um it's where I might have watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I kinda wanna go back and watch that again now. Yeah after after what happened yeah but i would also i'm also very curious if there can be interference like that on a cell phone i'm sure that would cause static on the screen i don't know who knows that's the thing that is unusual to me as well because i've not seen that i or you know or if it if i have it's been like an effect you know it's something that's been done intentionally um because you know it there's it's not a aerial like you know where you would get the static in the snow yeah like you would on an old television set with that has an antenna mm-hmm. um so yeah I, it seems to me that you know maybe there was something tapped in or you know maybe it's even something in the app that produced that you know, oh, that produced the effect. Well, no, I, I deleted so, it. I right. deleted oh, it right this, when that happened. Right, right. Yeah, I was so, done. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was like, on before there. Before the static happened, oh, I deleted it. Oh, Like oh. that night before I went to bed, I got really scared oh, and well, I then, deleted all of it. Wow. Then yeah, it was, it was, the it was gone. Yeah, but the I, in the apps, like I know I do now I have apps that uh, for like video editing that can put that type of overlay over it. But this, I didn't have it then. This was not that. This was like, I couldn't click out of it or swipe out of it. I was trying to turn it off because it was making like an alarm sound. And 
um, not my alarm either. Wow. So yeah. just even, an alarm sound. Even when like your phone, like your cell phone glitches, it's not going to produce that kind of a yeah. effect. So yeah. there's It'd be like a digital glitch. Right. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this guy, this guy's name who did that in case you want to try the app. <laughs> I, um, I had, there are like, there, it's a whole program. Like you, you prep for it. Um, you can connect with people in your area who are also trying to do this and go do it together. Okay. Um, and there's like a whole, you know, plan for it, for doing it together. Um, but let me, I know he's connected to the government somehow. Um, I, I wonder, it's, it might be, even be called like the C35 app or something like that. Um, let's see what I can find. My search history is <laughs> got to be so interesting to the powers that be. Let me see. We've got Oh, it's CE5. That's it. Okay. That sounds right. Um, ah, there it is. CE5 contact. Is that the... Uh... That's it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And the guy who made it is Dr. Stephen Greer. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stephen Greer is one of the big names in uf ufology. And, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That Yeah. I sh that... I should have figured that you said the guy who did something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Stephen Gurr, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he is yep. up there, so. Yeah, wow. he was one of the ones, I think, that was on the documentary I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, that was interesting. Are you talking about the Bob, not the Bob Lazar documentary? Not the Bob Lazar one, okay. but the one that I'm thinking of. With the, with the, the guy that the, the dude that uh, builds these wacky machines, I think he was in that yeah. one. I think he was. But anyway, Gr briefly, yeah. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Greer is one of those people that um, people love him or hate him, yeah. um, or they just or they think he's got a complete sham. Yeah. Um, a charlatan. So yeah. So it's hard. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it's hard to tell because again. We've talked about this before with conspiracies about the government honing, you know, or fessing up to uh, owning the fact that they are now saying aliens exist so that they can use it for a military exploit. Oh, I have a new theory on that, too. Where he, which, which I think if you if this is correct, I believe that his philosophy is, is that we should be trying to contact these beings and in a peaceful way yeah. and seeing yeah. what they can offer us as far as intelligence and ideas. So, yep. yeah. And that, I mean, that would, that would make sense. <laughs> okay. 
Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What, what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me oh. and <laughs> yeah, this is, but it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. Okay, what's your, um, what's your new um, thought here? Well, now I'm trying to find this because I don't remember if it was in a different country mm. or if it was actually in the United States, um, which could probably make a, a difference. I could find this for you. I'm sure I saved it somewhere. Um, so you could check it out and like fact check me if you will. But um, there is an entire like uh, town um, where everyone there has reported beams of light that are causing them to either be immobile or feel pain on their bodies. Hmm. And this is actually a government thing. Okay. Like hmm. the government was involved in something and it, it's been admitted to. And so I, it's not aliens, but beams of light causing you to itch or be immobile or feel pain. <laughs> Wow. feels like aliens so mm -hmm. um it's just it made me think even more about this parallel that there obviously yeah exists yeah. between this right i'm gonna actually try and find this for you now since i think okay. i i have it saved here um it might have even been chili actually for some reason chili is sticking out to me maybe okay. this was in chili okay yep see uh oh i can't do this on my desktop app Oh, yes, I can. JK. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, Israel. It was in Israel. Israel. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Wow. There is a Israel intelligence think tank report about UAP UFO. Um, let me see if I can play this with sound. I don't think you guys will be able to hear it, but I can, and I'll just tell you what, okay. what it's saying. But if you want to try and Google... Israel government Israel intelligence think tank report about UAP UFO I'm sure it'll pull it up when did I get so bad at using a computer <laughs> here we go okay. alright let me see I'll try and play this okay It's not working. Never mind. I 
thought it could be cool like you, Adam. You're going to have to give me a second. Well, I uh, did it very low-tech, um, whereas I held my phone up to the microphone. Okay, let me just replay this here for myself then. Hold on. It's worth it, I promise. But it's also probably, it's good that we don't replay it um, in our show without oh, permission. Yeah. So we can just discuss what it, what it talks about. Brazil, 1977. Sightings of UFOs every single day, multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. By hundreds of people, all of them were seeing it. They were coming out to watch it. This was happening for six months. The government in Brazil called in the military. There are a hundred individual reports of this. You can listen to their interviews. Their blood was taken by these beams of light. They couldn't move whenever they were hitting them. Okay, so Brazil. This is where it was happening in Brazil, a town in Brazil. Okay. Okay. Okay, so now I have something to go off here. Yeah. So Googling uh, Israel um, UAP is probably not going to lead you down this rabbit hole. But then again, it could. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Well, that is where the report was from, though. The report was from the Israel. It was an Israeli government report about this happening in Brazil. Oh, okay. So that part was right. Okay. Um, Ends of light. Um, immobility, that's the word, right? Try that. Okay, Opera Operasau. Prato, that's what it was called. Um, Operation Saucer, okay. Um, reported, numerous UFOs were reported in the Brazilian city of Colares Para. Local residents claimed this, that scars on their body were caused by the lights in the sky. Um, they named the lights Chupa Chupa, which literally means sucker sucker. Believing mm-hmm. it would keep the lights away, residents of Colares organized night vigils, lit fires, and ignited fireworks. Um, Mayor Jose Favacho Fava, oh requested help from the Air Force. Um, the operation was commanded by Captain uh, Urange Bolivar Soes. Oh my God, he has 15 names. Um, <laughs> several pictures of lights were recorded, but the military remained skeptical. After approximately four months, the operation was closed after finding no unusual phenomena. The official documents can be obtained by the Brazilian National Archives, and the Israeli government has their own report on this. Wow. So, wow. yeah. Oh, oh, here we go. In 1990, and this was in 1977. In okay. 1997, two decades after the operation, Captain Irang, that guy, gave an interview to UFOologist Adamar Jose Gavard and Marco Antonio Petit, where, where he recounted his experience living aside, alongside his men. Three months after the interview, he was found dead in his home after he seemingly hung himself using the belt of his bathrobe, attracting the interest of conspiracy theories. Wow. Theorists. So that's how it began. Interesting. 
Yep. Never and heard then of a, that. Apparently, a lot of them were <sighs> reportedly killed as a result, uh, result of the lights fired on them by UFOs. Wow. Uh, the injuries were consistent with radiation effects from microwaves. Wow. Yep. I think I've heard... I, well, I may have heard about this. Um, it's there's so much. If people, if we think that you know, we're, 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 since we're here in the states, we think that all this UFO activity is just all over here in the states. But there's so much more mm-hmm. that happens in Central and, and South America. Yeah, yeah, like crazy amounts. I mean, and obviously all over the world. This you know this stuff's not happening but like there's just so many reports all the time mass sightings and all of this stuff that you would that just doesn't get out because you know yeah because of the because of you know the uh the the content of the reports but also because you know it's like you know it's south america so you know yeah. the rest of the world doesn't care right but, you know right yeah, I don't mean that, of course. But you know, I, I tell saying. you, man. Like now that we're talking about it, South America. What it was at the uh, the Incas that um, you know those those big those big land drawings that are splayed out over miles yes. and miles. Yeah, yeah, the petroglyphs, um, or the I think they're petroglyphs. Yeah, the big drawings, the Nastec, Nas. Is it not Aztec? Shoot. Um, we're just smart. The Nespier lines. We're, we're, just, um, we're Nas- just smart enough to spout this shit, not to really yeah. back it up. <laughs> uh, Nazca. Nazca. The Nazca lines. Um, that, the, yeah, that, in shit's, Peru. that shit is fascinating, man. Yeah. How they were able to do that. That long ago, and you know, and the and and all that stuff goes back. You know, when you talk about the, um, was it the Mayans or wh- whichever the people were that had the um, drawings of the people with the elongated heads? You know, oh, yeah. um, that was that whole idea about them actually like being aliens and like teaching them how to grow corn and how to farm and. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that isn't that connected with the Quetzalcoatl guy? Could be, yeah, could be uh, the 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 feathered snake god. Uh-huh. Yep. I yeah. Believe, yeah, that's Aztec. Oh, okay. Um, I believe that's Aztec, but I, you know, unfortunately, uh, I could have told you that when I was like probably eleven, but now that yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. That I'm, um, you know. You had to I think it. there's a pretty big overlap between Aztec and Mayans. Okay. Yeah. And their their lore. Right. Yeah. But essentially, there's, yeah, there there's a lot of similarities for sure. Um, <coughs> but yeah, there's also you know I mean, but there are other places in the world where they have had they have the elongated heads and you know I mean, but you can go down the ancient aliens rabbit hole yeah, yeah, and yeah. never come out. Yeah, well, that's, that's for sure. even if it's not aliens, though, which there, oh, there was a new scientific report that came out that's really funny about um, how at the energy from our universe is supporting alien life, but 
I can send that to you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would also love to get into that, but I don't have time today. Um, but uh, it it seems fairly obvious to me that if the government has the ability to um, have a you know warfare like this, um, I mean, and we have we have uh, nukes, so I think obviously we have the technology to do that. Um, to render someone immobile um, using microwaves or whatever. Um, I, I think it makes more sense that something like that would be done on another country where people can't, they, maybe they don't, um, they aren't as privy to that. Uh, trying to think of the right way, and it would be a long time ago, but where they wouldn't automatically say, you know, what would do this microwaves? Like an entire village of people. Am I making sense or am I actually yeah. being an asshole? Cause I'm assuming that in the seventies, Chilean people wouldn't be like physics. Cause they obviously, well, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> money speaks volumes and you're able to do a lot with money. And that's the thing about, you know, South America is that, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, the governments control the money. Um, uh -huh. and they're, they're, so, often, yeah, often you know, yeah, and then from, and it's the same thing here, but but down there it's even more so exaggerated because yeah. um, you either have a little bit of money or you got nothing, you know, and um, so they would have to really want to invest time and effort into developing something like that, and plus uranium and things like that are very difficult to come by, um, yeah. unless you're the U.S. or Russia, you know, um, yeah. but. Um, I don't know. It, it, you know, I, I've said this before. I told the story before about going to Hiroshima and visiting the bomb memorial there. And um, really, it, it, it just is shocking. It's shocking. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad because you see the, the, what kind of destruction could be done. And um, I think that and it's kind of amazing that we've made it this far without doing it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know. Well, I, it's all, I think it's also because we know that uh, we have the, the 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 bombs that we have now are hundreds, or if not thousands, of times stronger than those, yeah. and that whoever does go first um, is basically uh, ensuring uh, mutual destruction for yeah, exactly. everybody. So yeah. you know, there's a real. What I took, and we remember. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say is that that's what I took out of the whole experience is there's a moral price to pay. Yeah. And and seeing that level of destruction and just what it did to people, not only just that, that the time of the bomb going off, but what it did, you know, decades later to the people and the surrounding areas. And um, it's sad. But... Um, I think if you're an alien, you probably have that capability times a million. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you probably have. That's well, what I, I mean. You, you have some kind of a power source that is definitely more, I would imagine, than just um, nuclear fusion. Maybe you have nuclear fission, which we don't have. Right. Um, so, you know, they could, um, you know. Even if they have that, that's still more powerful than what the most powerful thing that we've got because mm -hmm. they would have to have it to be able to travel through space. Yeah, so. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like 
in, in, on, on one hand, what do they find so fascinating about human beings to want to be here in the first place? On the other hand, we're pretty fucked up and interesting. <laughs> to, to, yeah. Dude, we're, we're probably you just know. really great TV. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're yeah. the best, we're we the best be reality something. show yeah. in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, it's I am Earth. so glad you guys say that. It's I Earth. Really do. It's, it's Blue Planet on others, yeah. you know, on other yeah. other planets. You know, they're like, uh, yeah. you know. So that's why we get introduced into all these, uh, you know, crazy things that happen. What if they, you're like the Jersey Shore of? Oh my God, like, that's humor. totally possible. Totally possible. <laughs> we're definitely we're, we're that. We're um, we're all the you know we're. Um, we're all of it, you know. I mean, we run the gamut. We're Jim Tan Laundry, dude. You know, we're just <laughs> GTL we're, for life. We're, we're the Turtle Man, you know. We're uh, the Turtle we're, Man. Yeah. <laughs> we're Big Brother. Yeah, uh, Big Brother. We're um, Love Island. We're what yeah. I, I, you know. Um, oh, the circle! Now that we have social I, media, we're the circle. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're it's everything. It's everything. So. <laughs> Oh, I so, think we're pretty cool. <laughs> I guess we got. We're I really getting, do. You keep getting renewed, you know, so we're yeah. not getting canceled. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That's Unless we do it to ourselves. So. I don't know, like, a, a another species cooler than us. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, true. like human like species. So yeah. if they're so cool, yeah. they should show up. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, get, they're I'll, not. It's your own damn show. <laughs> All the space Fonzies are going to come down. And I'll be, hey. That's right. And uh, who knows? show us to Bobby. Who is this person who doesn't think we're cool? <laughs> we'll show her. Hey Barry. Yeah. Have you ever seen have you ever seen a goat sucker? What? Goat sucker. Chupacabra. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't seen one personally, but I've heard about them. Yeah, me too. If anybody's got a goat sucking story, wait, if you got a goat sucker story, we want to hear it. If you got a Bigfoot story, we want to hear it. If you got a Loch Ness Monster story, or a Lake Champlain story, or Ogo Pogo story, or uh, an Oingo Boingo story, wait, that that was an 80s band. Anyway, you got a weird cryptid story, we want to hear it. I didn't even know what a cryptid was, man. Yeah, dude, cryptids, they're like uh, the animals that haven't been necessarily proven by science. They're the ones on the edge. You know, they're not necessarily known animals, but they're known animals. We don't have the bodies or anything like that. So they're kind of like half myth, half story based in reality, but still in that weird mystery area that we don't know about yet. Cryptids are fun. Wow, Bobby, thank you again. Great, great story weird story and the fact that it happened to her multiple times is uh, yeah it's strange very strange very strange indeed it's you know I, you know i just i don't know i have no idea what it could be you know uh maybe a ghost uh it could be some doppelganger of somebody or something yep. uh you know could be could be any anything that's what's so amazing about it um, and then, of course, um, her talking about the her her, her, a, her alien communication app. Yeah, which is just great, <laughs> just awesome. I love it that she just takes things to the next level. Oh, yeah. so fun! Oh, yeah. yeah, it's so fun, and and I, you know that's like uh, 
that's part of the that's part of the the mystique and the and the and the wonder that this uh, podcast has provided um, for people is to maybe take a chance get you know get 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 an app download it let's see what happens and um, just glad it wasn't a Ouija board but. Yeah. You know. Well, it could have been. It could have been, like you said, it could have been some kind of alien Ouija board. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, um, I wonder if there is a Ouija board app. Um, and if there is something like that, then um, maybe somebody here in Weirdsville can download it and then tell us about what they experienced. Because uh, you all know that Barry and I sure as hell are not yeah. going to be. We'll stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah, but man, that, you know, the first story that she was talking about. When I first heard it, I, I was imagining that it was just like a streak of red or, or a streak of a color that she was seeing and not like a real, like, definitive person. But to hear her tell the story, um, it was a person, a yeah. physical person or a, a thing that she physically saw, which is yeah. really interesting and uh, just crazy, man. Crazy. The size of a child. Um you know, so it's, I don't know. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, it uh, is. And a great way to kick off our fourth year. Yep. Yep. So we hope you enjoyed the two for Tuesday, uh, this, this Tuesday. And if you're listening on another day, it's still a two for Tuesday. Cause, uh, that rhymes. And that's when we drop our new episodes every week on Tuesday. And we will keep doing that. Um, as long as we keep having people sharing their stories. That's right. So, you know, you know the drill, Weirdsville. Um, or if you're a new listener, contact us through our various social media accounts. It's the only reason why we keep them open is to contact, keep uh, contact with you guys. Yes. Um, you can email us at WYWS. Pod at gmail.com. That's W-Y-W-S pod at gmail.com. You can call the hotline. It's 513-909-9821. 513-909-9821. You can leave us a audio message there like Bobby, uh, and we'll play it on the show. Or you can, you know, you can write your story out and uh, have it read by our other special correspondent and resident Bigfoot expert, Mr. Jeff Hubbard, who will be joining us soon to read some stories. Um, we will uh, let you know as that happens. But, uh, yeah, you know, we can't thank you guys enough for the support and for the love and for the stories and that help us keep going and just hearing people's stories and talking to everybody is just what you know. It makes my week. Yeah, every it, week. It's so. what we. It's what we look forward to, and um, and we're just so thankful that people are interested to come on because without you guys, we got nothing. And we've been able to do this for three years with a revolving door of amazing guests and. Uh, yeah, it just keeps getting better. So, yeah, again, thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We're looking for for anyone to come on um, and to tell their stories, and uh, we're looking forward to the future. Yep, yep. You, you know, we let weird cover a lot of ground. It can be just anything from an unusual job to, uh, you know, something to happen to you at band camp. Um, well, most things. 
most things. We still want to hear all the stories. <laughs> we want to hear all your stories. Uh, whether we put them on air or not is a different story, but we still, right. uh, we love talking to people and we love hearing good stories regardless. And uh, so if you got a good story, and we know you do, because everybody has at least one good story. That's right. Um, get a hold of us, join us, you know, we'll talk and uh, we'll, we'll get, try to get you on the air, um, which is, you know, as long as it's not extremely explicit, we can put you on the air. If it's extremely explicit, we'll still listen to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with uh, Sam, who has a not our not any our a new Sam, a lady Sam, um, who has some really creepy stories yeah. to share good stuff and it is really good and uh and hopefully we'll have her back in the future um but the future that you have to look forward to is next week on the what's your weird story podcast your weekly podcast of the weird the unusual the hard to explain the supernatural the paranormal and just the uh the odd and the downright odd and fun uh, podcast that we do every week. I ran out of gas. Um, join us next week, everybody. We um, we hearts you. Uh, and until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.